Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome episode of You Got This with your host Sandy and Donnie from Your New Life Ministry. This is Season 4, Episode 7, Stepping Up to Trash Crashing and negative thoughts. <clears throat> We're going to play a song for y'all called Above All by Micah W. Smith. But let's first start off with the first verse that comes to mind is 1 Corinthians 4 4. 2 Corinthians 4 4. The God of this age has blinded the minds of the, of the unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is in the image of God. <clears throat> reason why I wanted to say that because we're going to be talking about three different topics. One is resisting the negative thoughts. Two, examine the thoughts, trash the negative. And three, replace the negative with God's promises are true. And all this applies to that verse in one way, shape, or another because God is the king of all thoughts. He created us in his own image. So if we're not thinking about God, what else is left? That's right. And Satan will blind your mind. And that's why we wanted to include that one. Because he will blind your mind <coughs> so you don't see and know. And you stay locked up in those depressing negative thoughts. And those thoughts of hopelessness and that I'm nevers or he'll never. And stop that as a child of God. He, he says in Proverbs 1, 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom and knowledge. And so God will open your eyes to the truth. And he is, if you've read the book of Galatians chapter 5, it says part of the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control. But he is also forgiving and compassionate merciful we love because he first loved us the bible says and we can do what we can't do on our own with the help of the holy spirit that person who just rubs you the wrong way well the holy spirit can help you love them with the love of the lord you do not have to be best friends with them and hang out with them every day but you can have a godly love through the power of the holy spirit the holy spirit can help you to forgive because in Matthew 6, 14, it says, if we don't forgive others their sins, neither will your Father in heaven forgive yours. Because holding on to unforgiveness is actually idolatry. It's saying, well, God can forgive me, but I'm just better than him, and I don't have to forgive people. That's what that is, that's, is, is really saying um, when you don't forgive. It's got an attitude of pride and puts you above. I can just do what I want. No. God tells you to, to forgive, and if he tells you to do something, he's going to give you the power to do it. But these negative thoughts that bring you down into a pit and keep you from experiencing what God has for you and the joy that he has for you, the joy of the Lord is your strength. He can give you the strength to endure everything through his joy, the joy that's in you. You don't have to be happy about a situation. If you're sick and it's not going well, 
or if you lost your job. But you don't have to be happy about that. But you don't have to go through your day with a sour look on your face. You can still go through the day with a smile on your face because you know that God has your back. And that with God, we will gain the victory and he will trample down our enemies. That's Psalm 60, 12. That means he is going to help give you that. He's going, he's going to heal you, whether it's instantly through a miracle or through the process of a doctor. He's going to help you find another job. So you can go through your day with a smile on your face, knowing that God has you back. Has you back. Have you been bombarded with issues lately? And maybe it seems like every part of your life has been attacked. Maybe your children, your job, and your relationships. Your mind was filled with all sorts of fearful thoughts. And they are stressing you out. What do you do? Exactly, guys. What do you do? Well, one, resist the negative thoughts. That's a thought, isn't it? Proverbs 15, 15 says, All days of depending and afflicting are made evil by anxious thoughts and for." Forebodings, but he who has glad and glad a heart has con continual feast, regardless of circumstances. To resist, you must know what is of God and what is not. What is not for that you need to read your Bible, which means read it. Satan attacks your mind and barrages you with thoughts of fear of evil forbearance, thoughts of what might happen. Do not stay in your mind. Trash them. Satan wants to keep keep you uh, to them. Dwell on them. Speak them. Life is giving you the words that you speak. The Bible says test everything. That's right. So whatever you speak, you give life to. He says in John 60, 63, 6, 63, that he says, my words are spirit and they are life. He tells us in Proverbs 18, 21, that the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. That you give life to whatever you speak. Why? Because in Colossians 2, 9 and 10, it says the fullness of the deity dwells in bodily form in Christ Jesus. And we have that fullness. That means the fullness of God is within Jesus Christ. And through his Holy Spirit, we have that same fullness. So. Guess what, people? The I'm nevers that you speak, that's what you're going to get. So stop speaking that. Trash them. You don't have to own those negative thoughts when they come into your head, those evil forebodings. That means of things, oh, you're just fearful of something bad going to happen all the time. That's what that means. And stop that. You need to trust God. You need to put your faith in the promises of God, and to know them, you have to read the Word. And the Bible tells us to test every spirit in 1 John 4, 1. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So what thoughts are from God are not from God? What thoughts come into your mind? Just in the everyday course of different situations. That's right. <clears throat> if we're a child of God, if we read the Bible, we know 
automatically what is the thought of God and what is the thought of Satan. It's pretty obvious. There's no reason to second guess it. Because, like I said, we read the Bible, we know what God says, we know what God does, we know who God is. It's no big deal. So moving on, thoughts of worry, fear, judgmental against self and others, the I will never thoughts. God doesn't love uh God doesn't love me thoughts. The the he could never forgive me thoughts. Those it's like I said, it's pretty obvious what is the spirit of God and what's not. It's no secret. If anybody who second thinks like, well, what thought is God what what thought is God gonna give me? Then you don't know the Bible, then you know the whole God. And to expand on that a little bit, it's when something's been taking a little bit longer, we don't know what is going into everything that God has to do to answer your prayer. So don't get discouraged because he says he is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made. That is Psalm 145, 13. And what Psalm 138, 2 says, God exalts his name and his word above all things. So if it's in his word, He's going to do it. So when you start to get discouraged and you're just feeling down and you're just, you're not in a good mood and, oh man, it's never going to happen. And I'm scared. I'm worried. I'm not going to have enough money to pay my bills. And what am I going to do? And, oh my goodness, this illness is next. Stop it. That's what we're talking about. Those discouraging thoughts, those thoughts of hopelessness that you just feel like it's never going to get any better. Those are the thoughts that are not from God. That's what we mean. And those full of despair that it's, oh man, it's not going to get any better. And I am so depressed. I'm just, you can't find the strength to put a smile on your face. Okay, that's because you're dwelling on the issues. Remember Peter? Remember Peter when they were in the boat and Jesus came uh, in the middle of the night walking on the water? towards the boat and jesus and, and peter asked him lord if it is you bid me come unto you and he told him come it was the lord and peter got out of the boat he was the only one of the disciples he may not have did it very long but he was the only one to ever walk on water because he got out of the boat he decided to get out of the boat of despair and discouragement and trust god and he walked on water he only started to sink when he started to look at his circumstances, the wind and stuff that was going on around him. When you start to look at your surroundings and how long it's taking, and you're making those things much bigger than God, and that's when the, the, the discouragement and the despair and the depression and the self-pity, that's when that is going to grow. And you're going to fall into a pit. It's going to be hard to get out of if you don't trash those thoughts. Stop dwelling on them and open up your Bible. And when you're sad, believe me, trust me, been there, done that. Sometimes it's hard, but you just got to make yourself open the Bible. Sometimes opening to the book of Psalms, that is very good to read when you're down because David, Oh, he had a lot to be down about. He was chased for a long time by Saul wanting to kill him out of jealousy. And there are Psalms where he starts out, why so downcast? You know, oh my soul, why so downcast? 
Oh, my soul. It means why are you so depressed? Why are you so discouraged? And he starts out depressed, but then at the end, he's praising God. So reading the Bible, finding out the promises God has for you, and in your situation, and standing on those and speaking on them. That's how you trash those thoughts, and you speak them out loud. It's like, no, I'm going to trust God. God says that I can scale a mountain. God says this faith as small as a mustard seed can say to this mountain, be moved from here to there. And that's not literally picking up a mountain, but it's spiritually, so to speak, that, hey, that mountain of debt, God's going to help me get through it. And you're going to trust step by step how God delivers you. You're right. Continuing on. No, uh, point number two. Oh, sorry. We want to take a little break here. We're going to play our song called Above All by Michael W. Smith. And we'll be right back and start number two right after this. Oh, oh, oh. 
Welcome back. We're going to be talking about topic number two, examine the thoughts, trash the negativity. We hope you enjoyed that song by Michael W. Smith and Love Rocks. an older song, but it's an awesome song still, and it still honestly has relevance today. But uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5 says, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have the divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and pretensions that set itself upon against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought that make it obedient to Christ. Start believing in an aggression, aggressive Christian and be aware of Satan's tactics. We need to start fighting back against these negative things. Every, everybody thinks the Christian is supposed to live in this miraculous world and supposed to never start or finish any argument or fight or stand up for oneself. You see, I don't believe that. I believe that we have the power to protect. It even says in the Bible, we have the power and the right to protect. So we should be standing up for ourselves, protecting ourselves from the enemy and whoever the enemy sends our way, because he's going to never stop attacking us. And we're, well, we're supposed to sit back and take it. No, we have the right to protect ourselves. It's all in how we protect ourselves. What in what manner we do protect ourselves? Because one action doesn't require a fist fight or something like that. It requires other things as a form of protection. One wars protection doesn't mean start a war, but it means to protect and, and all in how we have to do it. And what we mean by that, you have to know the word. There are some arguments God says in the Bible have nothing to do with foolish arguments. So he doesn't say that you've got to come back at everybody with a remark uh, because then we're putting ourselves in the same line as them. We're no better than them if we're going to be critical of, of everybody else. They say something critical about us. Well, we're going to say it right back. No, we don't mean that. It's know the word of God. It's know the word of God and know when you can speak the truth. Now, you can always stand up for yourself and speak the truth. But God says to speak the truth in love. And there's the difference. It's speak out the words and the promises of God and speak out. that. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. So you don't have to be critical when somebody comes against you. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. You have your right to your own opinion. And I have the right to mine. I believe this. But just because I believe this, I'm not putting you down. I'm just saying that's the way I believe. See, there's a right way and a wrong way to talk to people. And there's a right way and a wrong way to go about our daily life with the thoughts that are bombarding us 
from the enemy. And the enemy wants to take you down. That is Satan. And he wants to bombard you with all these negative, depressing thoughts and fearful thoughts. Because why? He wants to trash your faith. He wants to take your faith down. And we need to stand strong. In Isaiah, I think it's 7 verse 9, it says, If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Hebrews 11, 6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because we must believe that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so there is a wrong way and a right way. And to know these things, you got to read the Bible. you got to have a relationship and draw closer to him. The closer you get to him, the more you read the Bible, the closer you get to him, the more you know his character and what he wants of you. Matthew eleven twelve says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been subject to, subjected to violence and violent people have been raiding it. We don't need to be a passive Christian. You, but we can't expect the Lord to do everything for us because sometimes we have to say, no, I, I don't I don't agree with that thought. This is what Christ says about me. Because Jesus died on the cross. He did it all for us. So why do you think the Israelites had to fight in battles to possess the promised land? These battles help us to grow. They strengthen our faith. They let us know what areas that we're weak in, what areas that we need the Lord's help to strengthen and to correct. What areas that our faith needs to grow in? And these trials, they help our faith to grow. And when we discover in the process who we really are, we discover who God is to us and who we are to him. And through these trials, our faith grows. Exactly. Trials aren't meant to punish, but it's meant to teach. So we just need to remember that there's always something we need to learn from God, which is why we go through so many trials. There's never a such, there's never a, a, a discernible number of trials that one person can go through. And God never promises a perfect life. But he does promise us a perfect eternal life in heaven. We also got to remember that we live in a fallen world. This place isn't perfect, nor should it ever be perfect. We get, we our perfect uh, existence is going to be coming in, in heaven, where everything is always perfect. So moving on to number three is replace the negative thought, negative, with God's promises of truth, which was what I was just leading to, uh, towards in heaven. John six sixty three says, the spirit gives life and the, uh, the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirits and life. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's from Deuteronomy 31.6. And finally, Jeremiah 31.3 says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have drawn you with loving kindness, which everybody should know. See, God, God doesn't want us to swell on the negativity because where is it going to get you? Nowhere. Just like if you, uh, somebody responds negative to you and you respond negative back, what is that doing? Building a fire. It's putting fuel on the fire. So if you you walk away from that argument, there's nothing fueling the fire, and there's nothing for that negative person to react to. Same scenario when, when you're married. If a fight happens between you and your spouse, don't follow the fire and, and keep it going. 
change the subject or move on and say, look, I'm not going to get into this. We'll, we'll, we'll come back at it again later. That's right. And here are some more scriptures about the Lord. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made. I've already spoke that to you. Psalm 145, 13. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by which whom we cry out, Abba, Father. That's Romans 8.15, and Abba in Hebrew means Daddy. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, Philippians 4.13. I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? Jeremiah 32.7. We've included those verses to let you know that God will never leave you. He will never fail or forsake you. That he'll love you no matter what, no matter how many times you mess up. And if you repent, he's always going to forgive you. That he's faithful to your promises so you don't ever have to doubt if that prayer is going to be answered because he said it right here. He's faithful to his promises. He's going to answer your prayers. Fear is not from him. He is your father. And he's got your back. You don't have to be afraid because you know God's going to take care of you. And you know that even when you're feeling weak, if you rely on him through the power of the Holy Spirit, he's going to give you the strength to endure and get through anything. And nothing we go through is too hard for him. Those are just a few verses found in the Bible that talks about the character of God so you can trust him. And in the book of James, it says every good and perfect gift is from above. So trust him. Get to know God's character. And that will help you to trash those negative thoughts. It's going to help you to stand on the positive. And next time those negative thoughts start bombarding you and those thoughts of depression and hopelessness, you're going to know what to do. You're going to stand up and open your mouth and start praising God and thanking him that he's going to get you through it. Because guess what? If you're opening your mouth to praise God, the devil's not going to stick around and praise God with you. Exactly. So what do we do? We trash those fearful thoughts and do your homework. Let, look at the Bible verse pertaining to your situation. And trust me, there's a verse pertaining to every situation and promises of God regarding it and start speaking it. Satan attacks your mind and he hears what you say, but he cannot read your mind. So what are you going to say? What are you going to, uh, what are you saying? Are you giving Satan more ammunition against you by the words that you speak? Doesn't he have enough damage already without you helping him to, uh, to do his job? Turn your situation around and speak out promises of God's word and praise. Satan will not stick around with you. He's not going to. Because, I mean, uh, we all know, guess where Satan came from? <laughs> Satan came from heaven. His name up there in heaven was Lucifer. He thought he was the greatest person alive. And God got sick and tired of his mouth. So guess what he did? He cast him out of heaven. What do you think he's going to do with everybody else who thinks they're above everybody else? He's not going to want them around, right? It's that simple. We cannot, it cannot exist with negative thoughts because nobody is going to be one of you around. You keep on saying this, oh, what was me stuff? People are going to get sick of it and they're going to like, look, I don't want you around me. You, you're spreading too much negativity. I don't need it. And that's just human reaction. People want to be around positive people. No matter what, they want to be around positive people. So, Stop spreading a positive message. 
It's not hard to do. Just change your mindset. Stop the oh, what was me nonsense. Like you're uh, everybody's against you. Because nobody's against you but you. That's it. You're causing it with your negative thoughts. Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. We can't say that enough, because I know my wife said it earlier in this podcast as well. But it's so true. Just start speaking positive affirmations, and things will start turning around for you. So I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope that it's helped you because even now I still knowing this falls short and I have to remind myself to wait a minute. Okay. That's not the truth. And I have to start, Lord, you are everything. You are in control. You've got me. And even though I can't see it, doesn't mean it's not going to be. One of my husband's favorite verses is, is second corinthians 5 7 we live by faith and not by sight because you don't need faith if you if you can see everything and faith living by faith helps you to grow stronger as a person and you're not taken down by every fearful or every traumatic event everything that happens because you know god says and he promised he will never fail or forsake you so you know God's going to pick you up and he's going to work this out for his good. It says that in Romans 8, 28. He says he'll work everything out for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So even if it is a bad situation, God's going to turn it around for good and give you a testimony in the process. So look through the word. There's so many promises in there about him, how he's going to help you, how he'll provide for you, how he'll heal you and, tr and take care of you. Uh, he'll protect you. How he'll lead you. How he'll give you wisdom. The Bible is so many, has so many powerful promises to stand on. Read the word. Get you some note cards out to write some of those down that's specifically pertaining to what you're going through. And speak those out every day. Stop giving the devil so much power over your life. Because when you give in to those negative thoughts, that's what you're doing. And start praising God. And you'll see how things will turn around. And so here's Donnie for some updates. Yeah, we just got through releasing some more books from our collection. <clears throat> and you know where to find them. Everywhere books are sold. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, websites. Anywhere books are sold, you can pick them up. Uh, one is called uh, Through God's Eyes Seeing, Through the Eyes of Love, which is one of my wife's older books. And my, my personal book, My Pathway to Jesus Christ. And another one we just released was Pebbles in the Water. It's about a home, a runaway boy. So all these books are on our website and as well as everywhere books are sold. So check them out. We're really doing amazing with these book sales now since we moved into another direction and got away from our publisher. And um, a, a more uh, updates is our church that we were, uh, we've been attending is actually staying put for another year. So God has got other plans for us. We're just watching the scene where this all leads us. And uh, honey, you got anything else to add? Yes, and I do have another book coming out. It's called The Day Hope Was Born. Uh, I have revived that. It was one of my older books, but uh, made it better. So I'm republishing it. And it is out, uh, coming out um, for release on the 29th. Uh, this Friday. And so be looking for that. And we want to close with a word of prayer. 
thank you, Lord, for all these people listening to us. And please help them and help them learn how to get rid of the negative thoughts that they're dealing with so they can go through this life full of joy, Lord, because you came to give us life and life more abundantly and to live, live life with a smile on our face, knowing that you've got our backs. But in the process, please, I'm praying that you would heal those that need healed. Those that are need a job, I pray that you lead them to one. Those that need provision, I ask that you put them in the right people, that with, in touch with the right people that can help and provide for them. And if it's financial situations, help them with that. Provide them with the finances they need. Show them how to do it and give them wisdom and discernment. And above all, speak to everybody's heart to let them know who they are in you. Lord, and who you are to them. Open their eyes to the truth and lead them to the promises and the purpose that you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. For more of what we have, um, you can go to our website at yournewlifeministries.org. And hey, if you have a prayer or a question, you can go to the contact us page on there and send it to us. And please send out your questions because we may speak of them on our YouTube show, Talk Time with Donnie and Sandy. And you don't have to speak your name, but send us your questions and we'll answer them. Send us your prayer requests as well. And hey, if you'd like for us to pray with you, just email us and we'll teach, we'll show you how to receive the Lord. And we have a free book to give you. Yes, and in closing, always remember, you know you got this. God be the way. Oh, that's what it is. Hold on.